Thank you for turning on this special edition of the Bar Review Podcast. My name is Jake, and this is a show where I get really drunk and I tell you about the law. Today I am drinking some Buffalo Trace bourbon. And the topic for today is the freedom of speech. You'll find this in the First Amendment to the Constitution. The rule that says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free speech thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. There's just one sentence in there that's about the freedom of fucking speech. So what does it really mean? The freedom of expression is a fundamental but not absolute right in America. The court has allowed certain restrictions on speech, but they generally need to pass strict scrutiny, which you'll remember from the episode on the 14th Amendment means that the government restriction needs to have a compelling governmental interest, the restriction is narrowly tailored to achieving that goal, and the restriction is necessary to achieving that interest. Speech is incredibly protected, but remember that any claim to a constitutional right violation only matters when it's a governmental actor doing the restriction, something called the state action doctrine. So private parties like Facebook can do whatever the fuck they want in restricting speech on their platforms. Keep in mind that the theory going behind all of these restrictions in affording speech incredible protections is the idea that the government shouldn't be able to ban speech that it doesn't like, because this isn't North Korea. Well, not entirely. So buckle up, buttercups, we're going to war. The types of speech restrictions, you have content-based restrictions, which is a restriction on speech because of the content of the speech. It's like a ban on all political messages in a public place. And then you have viewpoint-based restrictions, and this would be a ban on a particular political viewpoint in a public place. And then you have content-neutral restrictions, where it doesn't matter what the fuck you say, they're banning it anyways. And some more considerations are where you're getting banned from. Speech on public property, like Traditional public forums means that all free speech rules apply. And this is like a public park and places that you think are actual public forums. Then you have designated public forums, which are locations not traditionally recognized as a place for public expression. And in these places, time, place, manner restrictions are okay as long as that there's a significant governmental interest, that the ban is content neutral, the ban is narrowly tailored with ample channels of communication, then you have limited public forums. These are forums established for speech, forums established for specific speech or expression by specific groups of people. This may be limited based on subject matter, duration, but it prohibits viewpoint restrictions. Then you have non-public forums. And these are places that are not opened for speech purposes at all. And the government can close these forums completely. And now we're getting to the meat and potatoes of this podcast. These are all of the unprotected speech forms that the government can tell you to shut the fuck up about. First, you have the incitement of illegal activities. This comes from Brandenburg v. Ohio. A state may only forbid speech that advocates violence or the use of force 
if that speech is directed and likely to incite imminent illegal activity without abridging the freedoms of speech and the press. And then you have fighting words. This comes from Chaplinsky that says that states are free to ban the use of fighting words and that's those that personally abuse epithets that when addressed to an ordinary citizen are likely to incite immediate physical retaliation. The third one is true threats. So if you threaten somebody with a knife and say, I'm going to kill you, that can't be a violation of free speech when the government arrests you because it's a true threat and you're likely to kill somebody. And they're trying to avoid that shit. Then you have obscenity. The court has determined that obscenity is an unprotected category of speech. And initially, the court didn't have a clear definition of what constituted obscenity, but as the case law developed, a workable, workable definition has been articulated. And the court defines obscenity as material that appeals to the prurient interest. It depicts sexual conduct in a patently offensive manner, and it lacks any serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. And it should be noted that obscenity is not like the normal person views obscenity because pornography is not considered obscene, and it's actually protected under the First Amendment. But there's limits to that too, like child pornography. And for the exceptions but not really portion of this episode, we're going to get into some of the more arguable forms of speech. You have compelled speech. The freedom of speech comes with the freedom to not speak. So making it against the law to not say the Pledge of Allegiance would be a constitutional right violation because you have the right to shut the fuck up and hate speech. This is one that is currently in modern politics because our presidents are racist. But generally, hate speech is a protected class of speech. But there are limits to hate speech and it's possible to convict someone if their speech reaches the point of becoming libelous or slanderous or a true threat. But what about fucking profanity? Well, thank God for me, because the court has determined that profanity and indecent speech are protected, in contrast to obscene speech. However, the court has upheld some restrictions on cursing speech. The protection is determined on an evaluation of the medium of expression. Well, thank Christ I can still fucking curse till my eyes turn blue. My eyes are already blue, fuck it. But what about defamation? Well, you can see the past episode on defamation to get the answer to that question. And what about commercial speech? How does the government interfere with commercial speech? Well, commercial speech is not really protected as much as normal speech. The test comes from a case called Central Hudson and it asks, does the speech advertise for illegal activities or is it false or misleading advertising? If yes, the speech is not protected. And then you just go through the normal strict scrutiny analysis. So let's get to the examples for today's special episode. Everyone's third favorite Nazi, Milo Yiannopoulos, is planning his next tour that's funded by the world's second least favorite enabler of right-wing propaganda, the Mercer family. Well, he's planning his tour, and he sets his sight on Stanford University. Well, Milo Yiannopoulos, the world's foremost person who claims that Hitler was just a really great artist, you know? You know, people just really misunderstand him. Well, he's denied admission to speak at Princeton. Well, the... The heir apparent to the kingdom of white supremacists and mongoloids decides to take Princeton to court, and he sues them for violating his free speech. Well, does Milo have a valid claim here? No! And fuck this guy! This fucking Nazi has no fucking claim because Princeton is a private university, and one of the first fucking things that I said in this first fucking episode is that private places can ban you whatever they want. 
All of this constitutional law shit only matters when it's a state actor. And fuck this Nazi. Example two. Say that you are protesting outside of the White House, be it for one of a thousand valid reasons, children in cages, the lawlessness of the executive, or the abandonment of decent climate change laws. There's just so, so many reasons. But you make an impassioned speech and you set an American flag on fire and you burn it in protest. Well, this gets Ann Coulter, the world's most dedicated blonde golem cosplayer, well, it gets her all riled up and she starts tweeting. How is this disrespectful to the troops and a bunch of other bad things? Well, the president, he clearly sees this because he does nothing but go on Twitter all day. And because his chief cabinet officials work on Fox News, he decides to arrest you for burning the flag and prosecute you for your protest. Well, did Ann Coulter's tweet work? Is the most curmudgeon white nationalist gonna get you for your protest? Absolutely fucking not. Remember that your First Amendment right to free expression extends to political speech, and the government can't ban your speech because they don't like it. There's a case called Texas v. Johnson that speaks directly to this. A man was protesting, and he burned the American flag, and the court upheld his speech because it was not done in a manner to incite violence or a breach of the peace was likely to happen. You can't fucking ban speech because you don't like it. That's the whole point of the fucking First Amendment, you dumb fucks! Number three! It's the 2020 season of the NFL, and when making the rulebook for the upcoming season, the head honchos at the NFL want to capitulate to their audience and make it against the rules to kneel during the national anthem. In an effort to curb criticism from the garbage pail kid that is our Mad King, they say that players can just go in the locker room during the anthem to avoid a fine. Well, Clearly, the political speech is merely just protesting the treatment of minority groups in this country, but, you know, for some reason, that message has been manipulated by a bunch of bad actors at Fox News and Breitbart. You know, it's not about the troops at all, you dumb fucks. So is this ban on speech and expression unconstitutional? No, it's not. They can do it. Remember that the violation of free speech claims are only valid when the entity restricting their speech is a state actor. So these assholes at the NFL can establish whatever the rules they want. We're going to get a little real today, because this is a topic I care very, very much about. And this is example four. We're going to go back to a rally with the Democratic Senator John Kerry speaking at the University of Florida in 2007. A student is allowed to ask a question, and he asks John Kerry if he was a member of a secret society called the Skull and Bones. Well, following that question, the police detain the student, and this happens. Why are they arresting me? Can someone do uh, something here? Let me just I'm being arrested. Because it's a very important question. What did I do? Get off me! No way! Get off me! Get the off me, man! I didn't do anything! Don't tase me, bro! Don't tase me! I didn't do anything! Those four words, don't tase me bro, they're just a little less funny these days. The kids right to free speech were infringed upon in this moment. The university, the state university police action for speaking, even speaking a dumbass question like this kid asks, well, they're the reason that this first amendment exists at all. And it's a scary thing to hear in 2019, when we're assaulted on a daily basis by an administration that 
disseminates lies speaks to silence its critics. It's important to know that whatever side is in power, you can't just silence speech you don't like. Free speech is one of, if not the most important thing in the American Constitution. And we live on the greatest country on earth in the right to criticize the government and to say what you want in a public forum is such an important aspect of the American Constitution and what makes us a great country. So I gotta watch these dumb fucks on Fox News spout this racist propaganda on a daily basis. I gotta see Nazis marching through the streets of Charlottesville ruining a gorgeous city. I gotta see all this shit and you know what? It's okay. Because the solution to all of this speech that I don't like and I don't agree with is more speech. I get to come on here, I get to advocate on my stupid fucking podcast that it's important to have an avenue of free speech. And what makes this country great, it's the greatest country on earth and we get fucking lost sometimes in this fucking bullshit that we're dealing with. But it's only because of the right of free speech that we can overcome, we can be better. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we can reach the conclusion that your speech shouldn't be banned just because it's fucking dumb or it's racist. And so while we're getting assaulted every day by a bunch of racist bullshit, I want you to take solace in the fact that the freedom of speech is good. And all the bullshit that we gotta deal with that we don't like is okay. Because Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the, the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. There is one sentence in there about the freedom of speech, and it's the greatest thing ever written in our American Constitution. So thank you for joining me today on this special edition, this extra ranty bar review podcast. I've been drinking some Buffalo Trace bourbon because this is the most American episode I can fucking think of. And we're going to go out to some fucking patriotic music. Fuck it. Because my name is Jake and that shit was the law.